Good morning. This morning we light this lamp in prayer, remembrance, and recognition of the life and light of Christ and his servant, Professor Jim Miller. In so doing, we're reminded that light overcomes all darkness, that love overcomes all hate, and life overcomes even death itself. Life has a way of juxtaposing great joy alongside great sadness. A paradox, really. This homecoming weekend was filled with so many wonderful experiences for returning alums, and I hope also for each of you as well. Thank you for your part in it, for making it such a, a, a wonderful weekend. But on this weekend, a great sorrow touched our community as well with the tragic death of professor of biology, Jim Miller, and life-threatening injuries sustained by his wife, Linda, in a home invasion. And so this morning, we've chosen to extend the vigil of prayer and remembrance that began last evening in the courtyard outside the science building. What was previously scheduled for this morning's convocation has been postponed to a later date. This morning, we'll take time together to pray for the family of Professor Jim, for Linda, for children Lisa, Leanne, and Robert, for his mother, Betty Jeske, and stepfather, Marlon Jeske, who are with us this morning, and for all those, for his brother and sister, and for all those in the extended family, for our community, and for ourselves. We'll have opportunity to express thoughts of support remembrance, care, and prayer, and have times of silence. But first, we would like to show a video clip from WNDU broadcast that offers just a bit of a reflection and glimpses of our experiences together last evening. And so we'll do that at this time. Tragedy strikes one Goshen neighborhood after an attempted robbery leads to the loss of a husband, father, and professor. 58-year-old James Miller was pronounced dead at his home early Sunday morning. He had been a professor at Goshen College since 1980. His wife was also attacked by the home intruder and is recovering in the hospital. News Center 16's Gabby Gonzalez was on the scene today and has more from Goshen. A block of friendly neighbors awakes to alarming sounds. I said to my wife, there is something going on. Police cars up and down the street responding to a distress call at one of the homes. And the voice was still calling out, help me, help me. I'll never forget. The Miller family became victims of a home invasion that turned deadly. A 911 call came in just after 1 a.m. Sunday morning. Linda Miller notifying police that she was being attacked by a man inside her home. Authorities were out at the scene shortly after. For her husband, James Miller, it was already too late. He suffered fatal wounds and was pronounced dead at the scene. It was, it's a shock, and it was more shocking today when we finally, we've been up since 1 o'clock last night, so as time wore on, you get more and more realizing that these realities sets in. Authorities were dusting for fingerprints, looking for clues, anything to help them piece together what happened here. James Miller was a father of three, two of which are still in high school. And as word spread of his passing, the unexpected death leaves a resounding void. There was just a complete 
awe and hush in the crowd, just a gasp that you just, you just don't want to hear that voice. You just don't want to hear it. Now, not just friends and family, but also a college community grieving the loss. Gabby Gonzalez, New Center 16. The suspect in the case ran from the scene before authorities arrived. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-342-STOP. Meantime, Miller was remembered tonight with a vigil at Goshen College. Over a thousand people showed up for the candlelit vigil outside of the college's science building to remember James Miller and show support for his family. Goshen College President Dr. James Burnaman addressed the crowd and a campus priest gave a short sermon. Those in attendance told stories and sang hymns in remembrance of a life they say will never be forgotten. Gathered together a large crowd to sing hymns and to light candles because we believe deeply that uh, as we light these candles we do so in remembrance, in recognition and with the profound belief that uh, that light uh, overcomes darkness. A death like this removes uh, a unique experience of life that cannot be replaced in any way. I guess I'm, I'm reawakened again to the realization that life is extremely precious and that we should be uh, grateful for our loved ones around us. For those of you wishing to pay your respects to James Miller, a message board will be set up inside the Science Building at Goshen College. As a community gathered together, we also sing our grief. Please take your green hymnals, sing the journey, and turn to number 59, Come and Fill Our Hearts. I invite you to sing this in any language that speaks to your heart as we call upon God. And we'll sing this several times together.
in the same book, number 105. These are God's words to us. in your purple book. Number 16, 16, peace before us. And I invite you, if you feel comfortable and able to do this, to actually also use the gestures of peace before us, peace behind us, peace under our feet, peace within us, peace over us. Let all around us be peace. Would you stand to sing, please?
In the same hymnal, number 49, I will come to you in the silence. Again, this is God's words coming to us. Deb will be playing a piano introduction. We'll sing verses one and two, and then the refrain. The refrain is skipped between verses one and two. So verses one and two in the refrain, and then verses three, refrain, four, refrain. I will come to you in the silence. Let us now take some time in silence to be in God's healing and comforting presence. In a few minutes, I will ask you to come to the microphones, if you would, to share a memory of Professor Jim, 
a feeling, a hope, a prayer perhaps. Let me say, if you feel an urging to do so, don't hesitate. It's probably your spirit, your intuition, nudging you to say something that though you may feel nervous in doing so, will no doubt be a healing experience for us all. In silence then, let us pray, let us be together with God and each other.
do you have a word, a thought, a memory to share? If you do, please come to one of the two mics and uh, otherwise we will also just, we will continue to uh, uh, meditate in silence as well. So, but if, you, if you'd like to share something, please feel free to do that at this time. I would like to offer a word on behalf of my daughter, Annie, who can't be here today because she lives and works in Oregon. And as a student at Willamette University, she came to Goshen looking for summer employment. And Jim Miller offered her employment in his lab. And she helped clean the lab, cleaned closets, and then was involved in scanning slides. Um, she was, she described Jim yesterday to me as He's quirky, but he was very nice. And um, he was very persistent also. He kept trying to persuade her that she should transfer from Willamette University and become a biology major at Goshen College. Um, so I would just like to offer those words for my daughter, Annie, who, who remembered uh, Professor Miller with great affection. As a nursing fellow, or former, excuse me, nursing student, um, Dr. Miller taught our pathophysiology class for several years, um, and or has been teaching that course for years. Um, but I guess what you can remember about Dr. Miller is quirky is a good, a good way to describe him. But he's also had an interesting sense of humor. Um, and we would always break in the middle of class for like five minutes of jokes in the middle of class and he just had his list that he would read us and he started the class out with comic strips and it was just always it's a great way to I guess begin a class and break the boredom sometimes <laughs> but yeah, no. He was a great professor, and I really enjoyed his classes. Uh, Jim Miller happened to be my stepson. Uh, it was my privilege to teach a course in religion and science with him, co-teaching this a number of years ago after he came here to teach in 1980. Jim had no problem with relating his Christian faith and the field of science, and it is out of that inspiration that my good wife uh, endowed the science conference that's held here each spring. So come to that next spring. Uh, Carl, retired Professor Carl Helrick is arranging this conference, and that will continue as, a, um, as an, a deserving memento to the relationship of faith and science that uh, Jim exhibited.
Um, as a dedicated father, one of the things that Jim did was take on the daunting task of reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy out loud to his children. My name is John Roth. Um, I've been at Goshen now 27 years, and for all of those years, Jim was a friend and a colleague. Although our paths didn't cross often, Jim was in the science building, and I'm in history. Whenever we met on the sidewalk, we always had something to talk about. Early on, it was about basketball. Um, you might not believe it, but uh, Jim was an ardent, passionate, a basketball player at the noon faculty um, basketball um, competitions that took place in the, I guess, the early 1990s and um, was a scrappy, a fun person to play with. <laughs> he, he also took a deep interest in the church and would often ask me, um, raise questions that uh, were on his mind about the future of the church. And he cared deeply about Goshen College. He had a sometimes um, uh, a, he was a traditionalist uh, and what could sometimes sound like a contrarian view, but he always brought a sort of calm voice of reason asking, now why, why would we want to change something that has been perfectly good for the last however many years, but he always defended it with uh, clarity and with reason. And uh, those are among the many things that I appreciate about Jim and that I will miss. I'm Vicki Kirkton from the nursing department. And Jim has taught nursing students for 31 years. I don't know. How many that would be? I think it would be a lot. And um, students often comment about his jokes, and he was able to break some of the stress. And as you all know, uh, nursing is a stressful degree, but Jim faithfully, faithfully covered all that content um, in pathophysiology, anatomy, physiology. And he was very, he was a brilliant man. He had so many test questions. He had such a huge test pool that he sells his test questions in the bookstore, and those aren't even the ones that are on the test he creates each year. <laughs> he, he, he is very brilliant. And I was thinking last night, he, he almost always calls me at the end of the semester and says, well, I've got this student or that student who didn't do so well on the final exam. And I was just wondering what you'd think about if I give them another chance and let them retake the final. 
I think, I think they could pass. You know, that's kind of against all pedagogy, but I think, I think it says how much he cared, and he would, it wouldn't be a two-minute conversation. It would be going back and forth. I didn't know if he wanted my permission, my encouragement, but I do really think and know that he cared about his students in all that he was teaching them. We'll miss you, Jim. I commend anyone who can successfully combine religion and science, and although I didn't have the opportunity to be Dr. Miller's student for very long, it was evident his belief in both. And I also commend anyone who can make both fun at the same time, and his jokes will always be remembered in our vertebrate physiology class as well as his other classes as someone who would have a joke about cell biology to actually bring a pair of blue jeans in to reinforce his joke. I just wanted to um, acknowledge him for coming to the softball games. He used to come and sit by and watch almost all the home games. And I just want to share with you a joke he told last week. Um, what does a 200-pound mouse say as it's walking down the street? Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I was just <laughs> and I'm a senior biology major, so I've had Jim for quite a few classes. Um, and my story was similar in that I just really appreciated him the past three years I played tennis, and he was almost at every single meet that I had. And he always came up to me the next day and made comments about it. And this year he noticed that I hadn't been playing, and he came up to me, I hadn't told him I didn't play this year, and he said, I noticed you weren't out in the court this year. I asked around and I, I found out that you had wrist surgery, and I just wanted to know, how are you doing, and how's your recovery, and what is going on, like what, what did you have surgery on? And so I told him, you know, I, I had a gangling cyst, not a major surgery at all, just had to get it removed, and he immediately looked at me and goes, ah, do you know why? What happens with a gangling cyst? Do you understand the physiology of what's going on? And he took about 10 minutes to make sure that I understood the physiology of what was going on in my wrist. Hi, I'm Indy Miller, and I'm a nursing student um, and had him for A&P and physio uh, pathophysiology. Um, Again, I play volleyball, and he was always, every class period, he, you know, what games do you guys have this week, and I'll be there, and good luck, and, and I just wanted to tell a joke that I will always remember him by, uh, what's black and white, black and white, black and white, and green? Is three skunks fighting over a pickle. <laughs> and to this day, I don't think skunks like pickles at all, <laughs> but I'll always think maybe they do, I don't know, maybe he thinks they do, but...
I'm Paul Kime. Uh, I just want to comment a, a bit on uh, Jim's uh, use of jokes. It wasn't always this way with Jim. Uh, as one who just kind of naturally sees the humor in life and people's behavior, starting with my own, I, I also am aware, have been aware that you know, there are people who don't necessarily naturally respond this way to situations. And, and uh, I think Jim was one of these people, and yet unlike many uh, uh, who don't necessarily see the, the, the humor in uh, particular situations um, and simply dismiss that as, as uh, frivolousness, Jim picked up, I mean, first of all, on the... Um, course evaluations, he noted that his uh, evaluations for humor were very low. The numbers were very low, and he was concerned about this. <laughs> and so when I was in the dean's office, he used to come and we'd talk about the evaluations, and, and he noted that the numbers were starting to go up, and he was very pleased about this. <laughs> uh, and this always impressed me because uh, as your references to the jokes uh, indicate, I mean, uh, you could tell that it was something that he worked at. But I, <laughs> but I did not see. I came to see that as a strength, as a as a as an honest expression of his realization that this is, at the very least, an effective pedagogical tool, and uh, and he recognized that it's something worth cultivating. And I just deeply appreciated that about him. If there's one or two left, we will honor those. Um, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, Dr. Miller, sorry, for human anatomy, May term, and we got to name our pigs. And so, classic pig name, I chose Wilbur, and, uh, I remember one time after class, I was so excited about my pig, and him and I sat there and we looked for everything on our pig. And I remember he was like, whoa, I can't believe Heather Sharper's digging into this pig. And then he shared with me that he got to dissect a human and I was super jealous. <laughs> so I just, Dr. Miller is a great professor. I'm Kathy Fenton Miller, Jim's sister, and I thank you. There's just no way to describe for me the meaningfulness of this gathering here and your gathering last night for us as family. There's no way for me to sum up my, my relationship with Jim as brother and friend, but I thank you for standing with us here in this time of shared pain and sorrow. And as a sidelight, since you were all mentioning jokes, I want you to know that um, 
We, uh, the family spent many uh, times around the table listening to Jim, and I think he practiced all of his jokes <laughs> on us <laughs> before they came to you. But, but thank you again for sharing this time. Thank you. Thank all of you who shared and those who have memories that I hope and pray that you will share them with each other as uh, time unfolds and we lose little bits and pieces of Jim for many years to come. In closing, I'd also like to tell you that I've received emails and calls from all the presidents of our Mennonite colleges and universities, sister schools, and many others who are specifically praying for you, for you to students, faculty, staff, administrators, and for the family. It's a great web of connection for which we all can be thankful. We'll have further opportunity here on campus to formally remember and celebrate Professor Jim's life at another time and place to be announced. You're welcome to stop by the Science Hall Annex entryway where a temporary memorial is placed for Professor Jim. Leave a note, a thought, a blessing, a prayer for others to read and especially for the family as well. For anyone who needs to talk to someone further about anything related to these particular experiences, today from 9 to 4 in the Wellness and Health Center, grief counselors and pastors Conrad and Lynette Showalter and Joel Gentz are available to spend time with you, any of you, anyone. So please don't hesitate to stop by there. Don't hesitate to call Shar, Hostetler, Bill Bourne, Bob Yoder, your RAs, RDs, your ministry leaders, and most of all, don't hesitate to just talk to each other, embrace each other, and hold each other. Each of us can be a healing presence for one another. You also may want to spend some time in the quiet place, the basement of the Kaufman, excuse me, Culp Hall, or the prayer room immediately behind me here in the chapel. Several of Professor Merrill Crable's art pieces on display in the Hirschberger Gallery offer particular and poignant opportunities to reflect in a different mode on our feelings and experiences. And please do attend class because it's there you'll find each other and a professor who deeply cares for you. And now if you'll join me in the prayer in the green worship book, number 144, and that will be followed by a song from Parables to send us on our way. Please, the green worship book, number 144. We will pray together. And we'll simply um, move past the free prayers of intercession each time. And together we will say, have mercy, O God, instead of singing it. Please join me in prayer. Most merciful God, we wait before you. Aware of our frailty, aware of the fragility of our world and the peoples of earth. We remember that we are dust, and to dust we will return. Yet you are our creator. You are our redeemer. Hear our pleas. Hear our cries for mercy. We wait before you in the midst of a weeping and sinful world. Have mercy, O oh God, on our world on the places of violence, on leaders who make war, on people who hope for peace. We pray for our world. 
Have mercy, O God. We wait before you in the midst of betrayal and broken relationships. On our families, on children, from each other, on husbands and wives who have forgotten how to live, on friends who wound each other, on churches struggling to live in peace. We pray for our friends, families, colleagues, and fellow believers. Have mercy, O God. We wait before you in the midst of sickness, grief, and death. Have mercy, O God, on all those in pain, those facing trials and temptations, those who are discouraged or bereft, those whose hearts are full of fear. We pray for all in need of healing and comfort. Have mercy, O God. You are our merciful God. Your love never ends. We rest in your care. In Jesus' name, amen. We will be sent forth, reminded that we are, in the end, one people, one voice.